Today we talk about our favorite and least favorite trophy memories. Join us for our 30th episode. Hello and welcome to episode 30, surprise well, yourself, <laughs> of Triangle Squared. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me for almost 30 episodes, I'm going to say 29 episodes strong, Mr. Saul Bridges. Hello, everybody. So, Saul, 30 weeks, 29 of which you've been a part of. Yes, sir. Oh, okay, well, I, I, that's not fair. 30 you've been a part of, one that you sadly could Missed. not be in the recording of yeah but you were still you were here in spirit i was yeah you haunted us because remember you died we i talked. did die i was the ghost you, you were the ghost so you uh you haunted Spooky the time. set to make sure that we were good and then we performed the ritual which brought you back and here you are so Saul, how's your week been stupid stupid well outside of yesterday we did hang out yesterday we yeah. luckily got to go out of town have some fun but outside of that your week's pretty dumb yeah, just didn't play much. Destiny 2. Uh, that's really it. I picked up the Super Nintendo Classic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Played yeah. some of that. Legend of Zelda? Uh, yep, Link to the Past. But that's I think that's it. That's I, I think I only played a handful of Destiny 2 today. Or I, or this well, week, then it wasn't I, a whole dumb week, though. You did get the, 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 classic, the classic SNES you've been waiting on. And oh, you got the Platinum yeah, for, I, for I Destiny. Platinum Destiny 2. Um, we started on a hard mode raid, and then uh, we got past the first part. Then everybody kind of disbanded for the night, and then that was the last night we played. But other than that, I don't think I've played much of anything else. What about you? I need you, um, and it, sadly it doesn't matter, because even if we do the uh, level 300 Nightfall tonight, I still can't get the platinum until Trials comes back. Yeah, uh, but that's I definitely true. need to work towards that uh, Destiny Two platinum. But I have played just a crazy amount of. Uh, still, by Monday night, I was still rolling through Shadow of War just to learn that where I was at in Shadow of War was uh, the game gave me no clear indicator that it was apparently done, and I was just playing and playing and playing into the end game that you had told me about to right. get to the true ending style thing. So I'm very close to the true ending naturally because I was just going through it so, like, oh, so there'll be story. The story. Yep, but it did not make that clear. No That's, credits, no... That sounds pretty bad. <laughs> anything. It was very odd. I, I, I was a little dis- I was a little mad because I was playing through this part that happens at the end of the game that you can, can keep kind of going through, um, and there's ten of them. Okay. And I did not question it until I got to eight, and I was like, this can't go on forever. What's going on? Why is there no more story? So is the true ending actually locked behind the... The ten stages of this thing. Ten all stages you have to do. of the thing. And you're it's really eight. not that hard, and, and I'm almost done. Okay. So I'm going to get the true weird. ending soon. I just, I'm taking a break because I was powering through that. But the big game for me this week, obviously, is South Park, The Fractured But Whole. You're picking that up today. Fantastic game so far. Very funny. I don't quite know it's something about it it's not quite capturing the magic that the first game had but i do think that that's somewhat of how do you compare to the first time a series that you've known almost your entire life has actually come out with a good game it's kind of like the first time like so many people remember batman arkham uh, asylum right so fondly because it was the first time a batman game was actually good yeah so Besides with that being said Nintendo this batman. game is fantastic i just don't know where it stands against the other one so okay what, what'd you say besides the what? super nintendo batman Oh, well, super good. yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't play that one, so I have no no horse in that race. Super good. So, yeah, South Park Secret Tree's been good so far. I've uh, been liking the trophies. It seems like it's a more attainable platinum. Oh, yeah, sorry. I wanna, I'm going to play the Stick of Truth again, most likely, because this is a good game. Uh, and it ran poorly on PS3 and 360 
not just unplayably poorly, but it'd be nice to play it smooth. If and I'm hoping that's true of the PS4 version. Yeah, uh, and but I'll what certainly I'm let is, you know. Yeah, Fractured Butthole looks like a more uh, attainable platinum, so that's good to see, good to hear. I'm probably going to aim for the platinum on it. Uh, only thing is, is I think I may have messed up already with the difficulty setting uh, for combat difficulty. Is um, it hard? Uh, I just I went I went to the normal one because I didn't think it mattered. I didn't think oh, a trophy would be easy? tied to it. No, it's not that it's too easy. It's just I think there's a trophy hidden behind uh, the combat difficulty. So what what combat difficulty should you go into? The, the highest, and the game's not that crazy hard. Okay. If you're aiming for platinum, it seems like you should go ahead and go for the hardest. Okay. Uh, I don't have complete confirmation on that though, but yeah, certainly worth going into. Oh, I'll, I'll well, I'll update. I'll put it on Twitter, and we'll talk about it the next episode. So Saul. Go ahead and hop into that drop. Yes, sir. Number one on the list, we have Air Memories of Old for PS4. We have Assassin's Creed Origins for PS4, both out digitally and retail. And it's which, a Friday. Uh, yeah, a Friday release, which I'm certainly interested to hear if it's good or bad. Me too. It's the first no, I, one that actually has my interest. I'm not just going to go crazy on you know, like hype for it, but yeah, it's got my interest for the first time in a long time for that series. Obviously, they've always been good games. There's yeah. no really, it's like people who say Call of Duty is just bad games. They're, they're okay games. People, millions of people would not play them it's if the they were It's the technical weren't. problems they have. It's just, yeah. what bugs me. Well, and just even then, take the technical stuff out. There's a lot of things. I don't like that it controls your movement. Like, you just hold R2 and you'll scale the building. Stuff like that. See, that's not too bad for me. That's not, that's not a big deal breaker. It just it feels weird uh, when there's other games that let you actually control your climbing. A uh, Shadow of War being a perfect example yeah. of a game that lets you have a little more control over your character. And then games like Infamous are really the first games I played where you had a lot of climbing, uh, and that kind of set my expectations of I should be able to control how I'm climbing. But still, I think it's interesting. Makes sense. And uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes to. I don't necessarily know if I want to follow reviews, but there's people like Seth uh, is, is excited for it, and depending on what he thinks about it, being a big fan of the natural series, right? I'm going to let that kind of steer where I think I should lie okay. in, in, in getting it or not. So, Yeah, that makes sense. Next up, we have Deer Hunter Reloaded for PS4, both digitally and retail. We have Fishing Master for PSVR. Fort Defense North Menace for PS4. Hidden Agenda for PS4, both what? digitally and retail. Kind of cool that that's coming retail. I actually did not know that was coming retail. It's not surprising because... I mean, coming from the fact that it's super massive. Right. And, and until uh, Dawn was Until retail. Dawn was really, yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. I'm, I'm happy to see that because that looks really good. Yeah. Uh, we have The Inner World, The Last Wind Monk for PS4 digitally and retail. Just Dance 2018 for PS4 digitally and retail. Knowledge is Power for PS4, both retail and digitally. Changed it up there on you. Hey. We have Little Nightmares Complete Edition, something I'm definitely going to get. That's out retail. So that's the physical version. Yeah, I think the the initial release was physical as well, but only through a special edition. Yeah, and it was a really cool special edition. It was. But, um, I never got it. I didn't either, but uh, there's a couple of people like uh, Rebecca over at Square XL. Yeah. They, she really liked it, and uh, I think that it looks really good. I've seen a lot of people raving about it in cool ways that it, it looks like it's worth picking up. Uh, Blaze picked it up too, actually. Oh, did he like it? Yeah, he, he really liked it so far. Hmm. Uh, we have Mayhong Royal Towers for PS4. I hate yep. that. We, I still don't know how to say that. My mind says Mahjong. Mahjong. But I'm not saying Hong. you're wrong because I don't Either know. Either or. It's a game that looks like a uh, mobile game and I don't care about it. We have the Mummy Demastered for PS4, which looks terrible. We have Nightmare Boar for PS4. <laughs> Knights of Azure 2, Bride of the New Moon for PS4, digital gotta, and gotta, retail. Gotta get those anime boobies. Gotta got them. 
Numantia? Numantia. Numantia. That makes sense. Uh, I thought there was. Ah, uh, yeah, there's not an A after the other N. We it's for PS4. We have Rapala Fishing Pro Series for PS4. Two fishing games in one week. If you Two like fishing, fishing games, games, you get in one week. You, you got the you, you got a whole garden to choose from. That's true. A whole lake yeah. <laughs> to choose from. You get a whole sea of fish. We have Rugby 18 for PS4 digitally and retail. Sing Star Collection for PS4 retail. Oh, you're right. I don't know how I just glow. I just went autopilot. Is this there. the first time SingStar has come to PS4? That was a big series. I PS, guess so. PS2, PS3, like. People love that stuff, but you know, rhythm games, including singing games, have really fallen. That's true. So. Yeah, I, I don't blame them. Uh, we have Slay Away Camp, the Butcher's Recut for PS4, Stunt Kite Masters for PS VR. I almost said PS4. That's you for PS4 retail. What? So they actually make that playlink play title. Game you know that retail. was free for. Uh, I think it still may even be free. Uh, it may be over now. It was until like mid October that that was free for PS Plus members. Oh, that's a ripoff then. Um, that's super unusual. Well, I'm, I wonder how much it is. Yeah, probably at ten bucks since it's physical. Yeah, we maybe. sing pop for di- uh, PS4 digital retail. Uh, Another big title on the list: Wolfenstein 2: The New Colossus for PS4, both digitally and retail, of course. Yep, yep. We, we have Yomarwari, Midnight's Shadows for PS4 and PS Vita. The only PS Vita title on the list for this week, and that is the last. It looks kind of cool, though. I'm gonna look into that this week. Yeah, it does. I like the art style for it. Yeah, Yomarwari, Midnight Shadows. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and lead us into the news, good sir. <gasps> not the fake kind. <laughs> not that fake news? <laughs> All right, well, Saul, this is something that goes over with you, um, you know, pretty well. And, and I mean, it's information that's good for me, but I think, uh, I don't know. I'm really probably going to get the platinum for Destiny and then bounce out, but we'll see if... Um, there's a lot of information here. We'll just talk about it in a second. Yeah. So the first thing is that Bungie have detailed seasons for Destiny 2 and what to expect when they change. Uh, there will be four seasons a year. Duh. Uh, and with each season, clan progress will reset with the clan banners receiving a new set of perks to work towards. Every season will bring with it specific weapon, ornaments, emotes, and more only to be used within the season they are issued. Shaders are an exception, and all will carry from season to season from the time for the time being, with new ones being added each reset. They also aim to bring new crucible maps per season, new weapon and armor sets are planned for trials, iron banner, and other activities with each reset as well. In that same panel, they also outline plans for the Dawning, Destiny's holiday event, with plans to implement hockey and snowballs. There will be a Dawning gear set alongside weapons and emotes for the event. And here goes the real interesting information, Saul. Destiny 2's player base has seen a significant drop since launch. The game peaked at around 3.5 million players on September 17th, with the average number of players per day being around 1.5 million currently. Not strange to see a game dip in daily you know, install base at a time like this for, right. for a normal game. But a game like Destiny, it's really surprising. And on, for what I put on here... Is uh, Destiny One by comparison still had 3.2 million active users a month into its release at the same point? Yeah, and see, this one is massive. They actually compared this to No Man's Sky because it had similar numbers to No Man's Sky two weeks after. Oh, you might like how how yeah, big like it dropped. two weeks or I think it was no, it was who was it? Maybe it was four weeks after that the drop was as big as No Man's Sky a week after, which is huge for a game like Destiny. Yeah, and definitely a game that is almost lives and breathes off of the amount of online people. Right. You know, No Man's Sky kind of just keeps going regardless of whether someone's on or not. Yeah. But Destiny is a game that fuels around clan and 
playing with people. And what's more interesting, I don't know if you saw, I, I say more interesting, I just never bothered to look at this. Uh, more people play daily PvE than PvP. Of course, yeah. But that's only surprising to me because PvP is the kind of thing that once you've done all the PvE, that's, there's at least some kind of a loop for that. But I guess there's a gear loop for PvE. I just, yeah. But the, the gap is huge, like almost a million players. Yeah, they certainly uh, they certainly need to fix a couple things, but you know, it's also got to that point where people are hitting max level. They ran out of things to do. The hard mode raid was lackluster. The trial, or uh, Iron Banner was lackluster, so people have just kind of given up until the next big update comes out, which... I'm curious to see the number of influx of people when the update comes out. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a huge well. When you say update, get, you, I guess you mean actual like the next DLC release. I mean probably the, in between the or next DLC the release or the season two update. Yeah, well, I, see the dawning. I think is still taking place in season one, right? Or is that I gonna believe be so. Yeah, they, so. they they weren't really clear about that, but it sounds like it's gonna be season one still, and that season two will start at the beginning of next year. Yeah, and then that'll be one every quarter. There'll be a new season. Right. Yeah. So I um. I'm certainly interested to see, you know, and it's not like they're having issues. Like you can still find games like that, and you can. Still, oh no, yeah, 1.5 million is still a lot of players. Yeah. It's just cause for concern slightly because Destiny One had less content at launch, and honestly, had a lot more people complaining about the fact that the game was not advertised necessarily correctly. I don't know if you remember that being yeah. a big deal. But nobody knew what it was going to be until they had it. And it was like, uh, it's not quite what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And see, I think a lot of people here, it's more of the... You know what you're going to get they, to an extent. Well, and I think a lot of it has... They have left not because they didn't like it, but because they've run out of things to do already. Well, that and also the fact that it's not a new franchise anymore. That's one thing. Yeah. And there is something to be said about a new franchise and the hype around it being the biggest new franchise in years. Right. And then um, now people who won't buy it because they know what it is. And on top of that, I think that this has been a very competitive year. And in this small window for holiday season, there's been a lot of quality games coming out like Shadow of War, like South Park. There's more reasons for people to take a break from Destiny. Yep. Than there has been. Totally true. So, I don't know. We'll see, though. I think that the, the dawning is probably a good litmus test to see how many people are going to come back as new stuff continues to come out. And I think. certainly when the DLC comes out. Because yeah. if they add, I mean, if they add a reason to do strikes and a couple more of them, and then they add the the token system and they or they revamp, revamp the token them, which system, which is apparently be, in the timeline. So. Yeah, so it'll be a huge uh, amount of people coming back, I'm sure. But um, go ahead, go ahead and finish up with that. Yeah, you're good. All right, next thing up. Um, Bandai Namco have announced Full Metal Panic, a mech strategy RPG based off the series of the same name. The game is in development exclusively for PS4 and set to release sometime in Japan in 2018. The trailer is entirely in English, though, with no confirmation of a Western release being given, which is weird because it sounds like if you're going to have an entire Japanese game's trailer be in English, you would talk about the fact that there's going to be a North American or Europe or whatever Western release. Yeah. So. And it's actually kind of cool because Bandai Namco lately has had a lot of love from me, and I hope they, I hope they. What else has they been? I mean, I guess they're you know Bandai Namco is um, Bloodborne and stuff, right? So what? Well, not Bloodborne. Sorry, um, Dark Souls. Bloodborne is from software, <laughs> but Dark Souls is Bandai Namco. And. Um, <laughs> Gundam Versus was too, wasn't it? Yeah. And I, and, I still and picked it up, but I'm going to pick for the people, up for For the sure. people who are still you know, interested in Code Vein, that's Bandai Namco. Yeah, and I'm super God interested in that. Bandai Namco. They have a lot weird, of stuff Weird the about line. the little NPC follower in Code Vein. Don't know if I'm going to like that. Because you feel like it's kind of pulling back towards what you kind of didn't like about Dragon's Dogma? Yep. I want to play these games on my own. I mean, I don't think that you're wrong for wanting that. Maybe they're optional. And it's, it's just a wrong kind of game for me is what it is. 
Like Dragon's Dogma is not the game for me since I want that, but I just wish that there was an option. Yeah. So it's my fault, but it's, I mean, I'm picky. Yeah. I mean, well, you know what? You spend your money being picky is fine. At least you're not really being a dick about the fact that the game is just not necessarily your liking, but you're not. It comes to a point like it's not a bad game just because it's not what you like. You know, you know, it's not what you like about it or whatever. Yeah, makes sense. So, okay. Well, next thing up, and this is interesting as ever because this game has just gotten so much in the press lately but lawbreakers has received its biggest post-launch update this week the update brings with it quality of life improvements new customization items new maps and biggest of all ranked competitive mode finally called boss leagues uh, and this is something people have been wanting since the game launched but what's wild is that they're i guess i gotta say i i give them a little bit of admiration and the fact that they are trying to save this game and this game is apparently not doing too well they on had PC 10 people, or PS4. Ten people on Steam one day. You're not enough to find a full game, I don't think. And if there was, it's ten people that's 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 the same lobby rotating. Not worth it. Like just let it die. That's rough. Well, go, I go don't free know. To play, some, well, do some something. people some people are saying say it's free to play. Go free to play. But then some people are saying free to play will be the death because free to play equals there, death. There are it's admitting a, yeah. death. But you know, I gotta say that if they're faster about going free to play, then um, oh lord, what was the game that came out earlier this year? Uh, Borderlands developer Gearbox did. Oh man, help me. The game did so poorly. You probably don't remember either. Battle, battle. Oh, Battleborn. Battleborn. That came out last year. Okay, sorry. Last year. I think. This year kind of flew by, but it, it did years. come out last year. It came out at the same time as our general window Overwatch. of Overwatch. So, yeah, yeah, you're right, last year. But anyway, perfect example of a game that held on to trying to be a paid game for too long, and then I think didn't it finally announce that it's going free-to-play until the server shut down? I think so. Because the servers are already announced to shut down. In January. Uh, something I like think. that. But regardless, they're shutting the servers down. So I think the quicker lawbreakers can try and flip the script and say that, hey, even though free-to-play is this dirty word, uh, there are games that we've talked about being successful in it, games like Warframe. Uh, and other th- if they can kind of flip the script, go free-to-play, get more people in to where people want to hop in and actually be like, okay, there's a chance I'll get a game. Uh, I'll hop in. There's a chance my matchmaking works, so I'll get a game. As long as people are coming in, the game will probably have a higher chance of thriving. The problem is, is that some people think, say the game looks fun and they want to get it, but they're worried because the numbers aren't high enough and you don't want to spend $60 on a game that's not going to have enough players to play. Yeah, that's true. So some people are saying if you create, if you make it free to play, now they can try it since it looks fun to them. And because more people will do that, you'll have a higher player base, which will make more people feel justifiable in even giving the game a chance in the first place. And then hopefully they can find a way to make microtransactions the dirty word that that is too. Well, I help think, them stay afloat. But in games that do it well, I think that there's always a place. Because I've t- said it a million times, I don't. I know that that never once when I played Warframe and I played for a considerable amount of time did I was I asked to spend any of my own money. And Warframe is one of the most successful free to play games there is. Yeah, and see, I think that a big, big um, pivotal point to the failure of this game is Cliff Blazinski's attitude towards it the well, entire time way yeah, too there's a lot way of stuff too, he hyped it way He's too very much cocky they first. paid youtubers to talk good about it and it's like just launch the game be hypeful but be mindful of how the game's gonna work and just let it do its thing 
And he was like, it's the Dark Souls of first-person shooters. What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> it's like, that doesn't mean anything. Well, there's a lot of stuff, because I don't know if you remember, it was probably two Spike TV Game Awards ago where they were where he was talking about the game, and he was like, game's not coming to, uh, and it may not have been Spike Awards, I feel like it was, but he was saying the game can't come to consoles, because consoles can't handle it, and that consoles are plebs, and basically the way he was acting. I don't and remember talking. that. But I, and then he flipped yeah. script around, and what did it happen? It came to PlayStation 4, probably because they, they talked and were like, this game is probably not going to perform to expectation on PC alone. You need PS4. It's the biggest market. If this game is already not going to do good in PC, which technically is the biggest market, yeah. technically, then we need to go into something that's a little more likely. Because PC gaming has issues anyway. Of uh, you know, PC gaming is one of those things where if a game sells 400000 on PC, you're doing all right. You know, it's like that's that's honestly kind of where they go. There's a lot and this of game pirating. Just, so deadness. It's weird. I don't know. I don't say that the game deserves deadness because just because Cliff Blazinski has the tendency to be an asshole doesn't mean that the whole development team deserves to suffer because of it. Uh, and I, I do say that regardless no, 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 of Cliff, do. take his name out. I still think the game actually looks interesting. But when I say looks interesting, it, that I think you know me well enough to know that me looking at that game is not a game for me. No, yeah, no, they they don't they don't deserve death like the development team doesn't. But like. Cliff deserves not to be able to make a game anymore. When you go, when you have a game like this, and then you hire these people, and then you just you you do what you do, and the game fails, and you continue doing what you're doing instead of changing it up, you're putting like you're putting failure on the backs of other people, and it's not right for them. So he needs yeah, to. Yeah, I'd be curious about that. I don't know enough about the lawbreakers development. I mean, this looks like he's he's made a big deal about trying to save the game by making changes that people want because of the rank competitive is something people have been wanting. So now now they have it, um, and they got a crap load of new customization items. That's and this is all free. Yeah, I know, um, but just. So I mean, I'm just saying. I think them trying to save the game is something that's admirable to an extent, but it's just I'd, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, th- there's a lot of issues. I don't know if you remember that Phil Fish guy who made um, Fez. And oh, yeah, he went on to try too. and make he, he's a butthole too, man. Yeah, it's dude's just, a uh, big asshole. It is what it is. So next thing up on the list, uh, long in development open world survival game Conan Exiles, which was originally meant to come out in 2016. Uh, I remember that title from that long yeah, ago. Um, has been delayed. It was set to release full release in uh, Q1 2018. Right now, it's in early access on Steam. Uh, it's been in early access on Steam since February of 2017. Uh, um, so I don't know. Still, the game's obviously way out from what it was originally intended to do, but now it's moved to early Q2 2018. So not a big move, but the developers said it's not a major uh, quote. It's not a major shift in release, but it will make a significant difference on the quality of the game end quote. So I hope that holds true. Uh, the game, yeah. the game looks relatively inter- interesting. I don't know if it's necessarily a game for me or that I'll have time for it. Uh, but I think any developer saying that, Hey, we need more time to make sure the game's going to hit our mark. So is this a full release game or an early access game? Right now it's early access. The the release date they got pushed back is the full release. See with uh with the, now get now correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know much about this game, but going with Conan, it's a Conan the Barbarian. Uh, but you don't play as Conan, right? But it's still set. But in, you're in, in his a, world in, in a primal style world. Yes. I don't know if that game can compete against Ark. I know that's going to be really hard because Ark has I've a thought about small that but dedicated fan base. Yeah. Um. And I've looked at Ark every now and then, and I thought about. I still haven't played it. it. I was really gonna. I was really amped for it when it was announced to be coming to PSVR, and then that still not come to fruition. I don't think it would run well on PSVR. I don't. Ark know. is a very intensive game. Like that, that requires a lot of resources. But well, they originally announced it to be a PSVR. Well, game. yeah. Then again, the game's kind of taken a whole different shape since then. So it's a weird Minecraft dinosaur. 
crafting survival game. So it's certainly, but it looks good. Like it looks like visually pleasing to the eye. Yeah, from what I've seen. Well, for the most part, there's a couple of janky animations, but yeah, it's, know, it's very it rough around the edges in some parts. So, oh well. Uh, let's see. Next up, speaking of VR, Vitro Entertainment have announced Run Dorothy Run for PSVR. The game is an endless runner rhythm game that puts a spin on the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Um, the game is set to release this fall on PSVR first with other platforms to follow shortly. This is one of those things where I kind of put it on here because I like to kind of see that there's still continuous announcements for VR. Um, and this one's a pretty interesting one. I don't uh, know that necessarily I haven't seen another endless runner for the game quite yet. I don't know. Uh, or for the VR. Um, so it's still interesting to see smaller teams kind of taking these kind of risks on VR when it's probably more expensive to kind of get these games off the ground for VR oh, certainly. than it is for just a, if they made this a, a normal endless runner and just released it. Yeah. Um, but at the same spin of that, I do think we're seeing a little bit of, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to say a bit unfair to the game. I'm not a fan of endless runner games. Me never either. have been. I don't think there's um, ever been one that I've liked. So, I mean, I'm, I want to be transparent. I'm not, hate on the game because of what it is or even that i'm not really even hate on the game but i do kind of share the mindset of some other people i've seen where it's like there gets to a point with this psvr announcements that you can you want to see it start to be slightly bigger names or if not slightly bigger names than indie teams that are doing slightly bigger scope projects with vr and trying to do something that's less of an experience more of a game right uh, and I don't even necessarily want to say that this is an experience. It's just not the kind of game that I'm necessarily looking would, for. And it's still short. There's only 16 say it's levels. I would experience more so than a game. Well, it's 16 levels. I mean, a lot of people like Endless Runners, and there's a lot of, like, you know, easy to pick up and hard to master, and that's what people like about Endless Runners. It's just not anything that's ever gripped to me. So, I don't know. Cool to see more v- uh, VR content coming. But that's true. Just not necessarily the VR content I want. But that's okay because we're getting that, honestly. We're getting the inpatient yeah, and that's really what I want out of it. And uh, we're getting other. I, I mean, I don't know. Some of it's interesting because it's weird takes on how. Do, I've never even thought about how do you do an endless runner in VR. It's not the way I would have thought. Most endless runners are third person. Well, this is putting you first person, or even like mobile games now. Yeah, our side. They're all weird. So it's just an interesting setup. Uh, next up on the list, Monolith have announced that Shadow Wars, the fortress defense missions in Shadow of War. Uh, is coming and they're going to be, or is coming to be, I typed this wrong. I just realized that <laughs> uh, endless shadow wars is coming. Uh, and what that is, is where it's just infinite and there's never an end and it'll constantly make you, which is kind of weird that it wasn't already like that because this whole game's about, you know, procedural generation of the orcs. Um, but you know, it's going to be like that. They'll, they'll constantly keep coming. So you can constantly, constantly keep doing this fortress defense thing that yeah. you do, um, where you, They'll attack different fortresses that you have. Uh, the Endless Shadow Wars will be releasing alongside the game's first DLC, Slaughter Tribe, but will not be tied to the DLC, instead being free for all players. There's no release date for Slaughter Tribe yet, so we're not sure when you can expect either the new feature of Endless Shadow War or the DLC. But if it interests you and that's something that you liked about the game, then you continue to do that. And apparently it's been a high player request. So seeing them... Turn around and give over a feature that people like is pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So EA have announced that Battlefront 2 story will be around five to seven hours. The devs stated they wanted to keep the game tight and not drawn out while leaning on the Star Wars mythos. Um, Bollocks. And I'll tell you why. What's that? How long? Just how long of a game? Let's go back to the original Xbox and PC. Okay. 
think of a Star Wars game. Knights of the Old Republic. Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. How long were those games? Very long. Yeah. So normal RPG length. So I, twenty hours, stuff like that. With the microtransactions already kind of giving me a, a a little knife in the gut, just a little poke. This kind of pretty much made it a little more painful to where I'm not probably gonna buy this game until it goes down to about twenty bucks. We'll see. Um, and that's everybody said the story that the what they've played of the story so far, where most people who've played it's played somewhere around an hour and a half to two hours of it. Um, that what they've played of it so far is really good. See, but I, it's also it looks like the story is, is aiming to be a shooter story, and man, it's really I, rare. I, that yeah, shooter I, stories I understand are, that, but I know it's just really rare that shooter stories are that long already. Yeah, if, if you're gonna cram a lot of these micro transactions into a game, and I can't even enjoy the story, which is what I was wanting to buy the game for in the first place, yeah. then I'm gonna buy it for what it's gonna be worth to me. That's gonna be twenty to thirty dollars, which is good. I mean, that's honestly what anybody should do if you want to, you know, pay what you think to the game's worth. Yeah, I'm gonna vote my wallet in that way. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Uh, let's see. While on the topic of Star Wars, Sony have announced limited edition PS4 and PS4 Pro systems for the game that include the symbols for the Resistance, the Galactic Empire, and the Inferno Squad that you will be playing uh, in the storyline for the game. North America will get the black PS4 Pro version, while Europe will be getting the Pro as well as a gray slim with the same logos that looks way better. Both hideous in their own right. <laughs> Podcast Daddy. cat, uh, but yeah, they're both <laughs> both hideous. Machines. I'm not a big fan of, of of either of them to be just huge, but I think the gray looks so much better. It looks better, black. but it doesn't look good. <laughs> it looks so much better. Uh, the controller looks all right, though. I mean, it, nothing crazy to write home about, but I do like the textured Star Wars text on the touchpad uh, and the now symbols. that is cool. I like the textured touchpad. Yeah, and then the, the symbols being on the handles is easy, and I mean they could have done a lot more. I think that's where my biggest complaint is: is that knowing how crazy Star Wars is and how much you have. Source material wise to work with. The fact that they chose this bland of a design is, I think, what's just, getting me more than anything. I mean, even the C3, or not C, well, yeah, I think that was a C3PO. Oh, 360. The R2D2 360 looked better than this. Yeah, there, I think there was both. Yeah, the R2D2 360 was cool. It, and it even made the little, the it was. little R2D2 beep when you yeah. press the button. Yeah. I don't know. This is just an example of sometimes Xbox really does pull out more of the stops to make sure their limited edition systems look more limited edition and fancy whereas this almost looks like you just go and slap a skin on it right and i mean that's what they all look like so far except the monster hunter one that one yeah the monster hunter one looks really good that's just like it's it's weird how sony does this i'm not like the camo on the on the call of duty one looks so bad sure does again it just looks like somebody went out and got a sticker and you know a cheap one at that like a walmart decal not even like decal girl or d brand just it's just really weird man i don't know um but oh well um, one more Star Wars related story that's not also it's it's not a, a happy story at all. Uh, EA have officially closed down developer Visceral Games, the studio known for its work on the Dead Space franchise. They were working on a Star Wars game before the shutdown. The game is still being in uh, the, the game is being overhauled, and development will be headed by EA Vancouver from now on, who are assisting in development uh, of the game already. The game will likely no longer be a story based linear experience, and will no longer hit its original release schedule of 2018 2019. EA is shifting as many team members as possible to other teams, but there will be some losses. So, uh, sad, sad time. It's it's awful, and you know it's one of those things where when they close down, definitely a place like EA when they close down a studio, of course they're going to try and move as many people as they can. To other but projects. there's always going to be losses, uh, of and it's course. just it's, it's unfortunate that some of these people are going to lose jobs over what sounds like it was really going to be a great game. This sounds like typical EA looking into market and being like, okay, the market's not responding well. 
to this, this, or this, or they're responding well to this, this, and this. So we're going to completely flip this game on its head instead of trusting our developers. But at the same time, it is a business, and it's a, it's ultimately down to them to decide what it is they think that's going to make them money. So while I'm not necessarily excited or happy about it or anything, uh, and I'm actually heavily disappointed at the probably complete loss of the prospect of a new Dead Space. Or even the new, like, the Star Wars game. Because, like, yeah, how, cause many, it, how many cancellations that do we have to go through? Well, and look, two Star Wars games in a row that were going to be narrative-heavy uh, games. Because Star Wars... 13-13. Uh, yeah, was going to be... Really, it looked really it, cool, it, it, and that didn't come to wonder. fruition, and then we're seeing this again. The only thing now is, what about the Star Wars game that Visceral... Oh, not Visceral, I'm sorry, um, Respawn are working on. Is that still going to hold? I forgot about that. Yeah, Stigus Mewson, the guy who was the... Um, the director for God of War three is the head developer on that, or he's the director for that. Um, it makes I don't know. Me, it's it, just, makes, it makes me wonder if EA did this on purpose because they're making Battlefront and they don't want to make another Star Wars game. Well, no, but they had a multi Star Wars game deal with Disney, right? But that would all, all probably be done though through Battlefront style engine, wouldn't it? You would think. Well, they're all Frostbite. The, the game is in Frostbite. Yeah, that's what I'm that saying. That was going to happen, but but the whole plan was them for for them to have because by the time that this game was really going to come out, it would have been at least a year, possibly even two well, no, years by the time that Battlefront Two had come out. No, I'm talking about like you would think that with the the games. Do you think that they have? certain amount of stories they have to tell or games. No, I mean, I think that they because just want to do what they want to do. I, I don't think about with Disney. I get what you're saying. So are you thinking that the inclusion of a story in Battlefront two is messing up? The- I, I think the inclusion of potential DLC for Battlefront two could be told as the stories that EA promised Disney. Instead of standalone games, that's contract stuff that we don't we I never saw. We and never I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't, no, that's I don't think it's that. I honestly think this is just looking at where the market's going and trying to pull away because there's still just been this overall like, oh, linear games are just not good. You know, there's there's been a big thing in the industry about going against linear games. Now, of course, that's not true because Sony lives and breathes linear games. Uh, that's one of their biggest things. Of course, they're broadening their stuff. They have Horizon came out this year, and then even and then even the Uncharted games are finding ways to open themselves up. But they're still ultimately linear experiences. The Uncharted games, not Horizon. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, for the I mean, you, ha- you have uh, it's you're seeing a weird mix because God of War is still linear, even if it's you know this open pocket linear, which is kind of what yeah. Tomb Raider was. Uh, you're you're seeing. Um, Spider-Man's coming out, sure, that's open world, and Days Gone's open world, but Sony, as always, has a slew of linear games coming. So I don't know that there's much to be said about that. I do think that this is just EA reacting to what their expectations of the industry are and what's going to do well. I think that they have a feeling that this game will flop. I don't know. Uh, Dead Space, the the Dead Space games didn't perform to expectation either. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, it's sad um, too because those are great games, and, and that's really sad because they tampered with the games and made them be a little different than what the developers were wanting to try and make them do better, and they still didn't do better. So it makes you wonder if the games would have done as good as they expected if they would have just let Visceral make the game they wanted to make. Yeah, but here we are. Interference. All right, well, let's move on through this. Uh, Capcom have announced 18 premium character. This is ridiculous. I hate you, Capcom. 18 premium character costumes for Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. They run $3.99 USD individually, uh, or you can buy a specialized six-pack for $11.99, or saw you can get them all by purchasing the premium costume pass. For twenty nine ninety nine, you do this shit with Monster <laughs> Hunter. I will not buy it. The costumes are available now. If you like Marvel versus Capcom and want to see you guy look a little different, man, I remember fighting um, games when all the costumes were unlocked by doing other things in the game. 
Man, uh, like the Mortal Kombat uh, meta game where you go through and you get Any coins. Other fighting you game. remember that one where you walk around in first person view and you'd look at these things and you click like, them and you'd yeah. spend your money that you got from fighting. That was actually a really fun thing to do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know that game is not done very well for them. I guess they're just trying to squeeze what they can out of the people that actually bought it. Good on them, I guess. I no, don't know. bad on them. Just shut the shut the game down. Well, what I mean is that if they don't sell at all, I think Capcom understands why. That's going to be this reason. Is another reason why I won't buy that game. They just hurt a potential customer. They're going to buy it in the first place. Yeah, they I wasn't going to buy it in the first place they either. They didn't know that. Though. But moving along, uh, Bethesda have confirmed that a PS4 Pro patch is in the work uh, works for Evil Within 2 uh, after the game failed to launch with the support. So I don't know if you remember this. The game were saying that they were going to have PS4 Pro and Xbox and it, and it One X support. Then it launched, and it's not mentioned anywhere on the case, and a lot of people thought the game launched with the support. Now we're coming to see that it didn't launch with the support. There's no there's no difference for running it on uh, it besides the possible differences that boost mode can give you um, and that they're going to have the PS4 Pro patch somewhere down the line. I'm just hoping it's not necessarily in line, which it probably could be with the uh, Xbox One X release. So we'll see. There, There's literally no way to tell on this, so we're just going to have to keep going and see what happens. Uh, this was interesting, so I put it on here. Planet of the Apes Last, uh, Last Frontier, the game I talked about that was narrative game uh, that's set in the Planet of the Apes film universe, has been confirmed as a PS4 timed exclusive with the Xbox One and PC version coming at a later date. Weird. I don't... I, 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 it's what, certainly I don't a surprise of a game. I don't know where the connection lines in, and maybe it's because... The game is ready for PS4, but not quite ready for the other ones, and it's the biggest market and the one that's going to affect them the most, so they're just trying to get it out. Because it's yeah. still coming to Xbox and PC. But you'd think the PC would win. I don't know. It's a, that's a good question. I wonder why they chose PS4, or if it's something that Sony actually worked with them. Uh, they weren't really clear. It just kind of was like, it's going to come to PS4 first, and then later uh, other platforms to follow. That's true. So... That's all I had for the news, though, good sir. Sure. We have uh, we have two reader mail questions. We were kind of late on posting this, so we yeah, sorry apologize. about that. So yeah, thanks for everybody who actually uh, hopped on and real quick threw some stuff in here. We have uh, the Alabama Gamers. The EOS RB has decided not to post warnings slash consider loot boxes gambling since they knock a game for cartoon violence. Is it a double standard? All right, so, so I'm a little confused about this. Um, and maybe it's just because it looks like with the X2 standard, they were trying to conserve as much characters as they could to get this out. Um, I get what he's saying. The ESRB has said that they're not going to put warnings or consider loot boxes gambling because that's ultimately not up to them. That is something that's for the gambling commissioner to decide. And in America, that has not been brought up, even though Europe uh, government was supposed to respond. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. So any of our European listeners, let us know how that went down with the Peggy board uh, and the gambling people over there. I know all that stuff was going on. I'm not looking into it after this. Um, but he's saying so. They're not doing anything about posting or putting anything on there for loot boxes being gambling, but they do knock a game and put a warning on a game for having cartoon violence. Is it a double standard? I don't know what the double standard there would be unless it's saying that because the gambling that some people are saying that loot boxes are happen within a game, that it's not real gambling and that's the logic they're following, that if it's violence used in a cartoon-style game, then it's not real violence, so why would you consider it violence? That's the only way I could read this as a double standard, um, which I don't think quite lines up the same way. I think that if they did not, put something on there for cartoon violence, they would have a lot of parents coming back 
being upset. Well, because if they don't consider it cartoon violence, that drops down what its rating is going to be. You know I what I mean? So if it's if it's cartoon violence and that is that's what pushes it into teen or uh, mature, and right. then if they don't consider cartoon violence to be violence, it just has to be cartoon at that point. You're, just, you're taking away the, the the moniker. So at that point, the games would either drop back down to teen for whatever reason they were teen before or go down to everybody. And then some parents will see that and not be very excited about the fact that while there are a lot of parents that just walk in and go, I know what he's playing. I'm looking at it. It doesn't matter. I, I'll, I'll control when they do and don't play it. Yeah. Some parents really do follow the ESRB. Of course. And so um, they want to know that they're not exposing their child to something just because the ESRB did not see it fit to market in this way. And I think it's easier to have a game and classify it and label it as cartoon violence because I think they're pretty much licensed or certified to kind of make that call. When with gambling and loot boxes, all, they have already pretty much said that only the it's ultimately and not commission boards have that. Yeah. So um, I think that it's all kind of, you know, gambling isn't part of video gaming in that sense. Um, so in like a legal contract style sense. So I think that it's harder for them to make that kind of call when they don't well, have. The yeah. Cause what it comes down the, to is that the games, the, the games that we actually see that have these kind of ratings are games that are computer games and they are games that teach you how to gamble just like the real world's doing. And they're games that teach you how to do real gambling. So if you buy a digital poker game that shows you full on gambling, this is exactly what it is. Or some poker games let you put your own money in it. And gamble within the game with your real yeah. money. So that's an issue. And that's the gambling commission have already come down to the ESRB and said, this is gambling. You do have to mark this as gambling. Right. But the gambling commission has to make that decision before the ERB can, ESRB can pass that judgment down to the game. Correct. Yeah, I um, agree with that. And I think that that's how that just kind of works out. So that's how we're reading Alabama, Alabama gamers. I'm sorry if there's, if we're misunderstanding something or if it kind of was hard to say because of the limitation of, uh, of characters for when, Twitter. Hopefully they'll fix that soon. Yeah, the 280's coming soon. Some people are not happy about it, but, you know, whatever. We, we have our boy Sean Santarude. Do you think Crystal Dynamics are teasing a new Soul Reaver game or remake after the tweet they recently posted? I hope so. Boy, I hope it's hold up, or. hold up. What? Oh, you didn't see this? No, I'm looking. Why it, am I, I'm, we're on Twitter. Why am I going to Crystal Dynamics? I don't know what you're doing. Uh, so Brett's going to find this out live on the air. But Yeah, I am. I hope that it is either or. I'm fine with either or, to be fair. Um, but keep on. There you go. Um, but I would be, um, I'd be good with, the, <laughs> I'd, I'd be good with either one. Ooh. So hold on, what was the question now? Got Raziel up there looking all sweet. Boy, I know, Raziel's such a cool character. Uh, but he says, do you think that they're teasing a new remake or a... Uh, oh, a new, a new game, game or a remake. Yeah, I'm I, definitely down I, for either. I, I'm gonna I, be I think they are doing one or the other. I don't care what it is. I would play the, it either or. I'm, I'm going to be honest. The game series is so old now. And a lot of newer gamers are not going to know what that series is. And picking up off of the series is going to be hard to do. And honestly, the fact that they posted a picture of what was Soul Reaver 1. Actually, that might have been Soul Reaver 2 box. I think, that was, I think that was Soul Reaver, Soul Reaver 1. Uh, either way, the whole Legacy of Kane series is just very old at this point, And there's not been a new game in the franchise for so long that I think the smartest way to handle it would be to restart. No, I think it would be a remake. Full-on remake of the very first game. That would be cool. Of the Soul Reaver game. And I'm not going to go into Legacy of Kane. All those games? 
all those games, there's a there's a point to be made that there could just be that, but I would really, really like to see Soul Reaver because of all the Legacy of Kane games, I think Soul Reaver was the biggest success and the coolest of them all, in my personal opinion, and I thought they had really cool mechanics for back then, and honestly, the games still slightly hold up today, partially because of nostalgia, but partially because they were just well-made. They're interesting games. So yeah, and, uh, I think a, a full-on remake would be cool, but if it was a new sequel... yeah. I'd be happy, but it's I, just going to be harder to imagine them doing that. I only got to play them uh, at my cousin's house when we rented my Blockbuster, so I'm super interested in going back to them. And let me be clear real quick. When I say remake, I don't mean a remake like they're doing with Shadow. I think we see a reboot. Yeah, right. And that game is... It's, it wouldn't... It's not like Crash. It's not a platformer. It's not like Shadow where it's just such a special game that you want to try and maintain as much of the game as you can. This is a game that could stand to honestly be bettered by modern design, thought processing, modern mechanics, take leverage the, the power of the newer Just consoles. Just a whole ground up. I think a ground up reboot. Yeah. Kind of like what they did with Ratchet and Clank where it's a remake, but they took a lot of liberties within that to be where it's a reboot remake almost. Uh, I like that idea. Yeah. So if we see that, or if we just see a straight up reboot, I'm okay with either one of them. I just, I'm okay with anything if I can play it again. Those are really fun. Yeah, any Soul Reaver game's cool with me. So I'm, I'm up there for that. Definitely. I'm so glad. I'm so. I don't know how you didn't tell me about this. You know, I love the Soul Reaver games. I thought you would have seen it by now. We don't follow Crystal Dynamics. Apparently, we I've need seen to. it. Repo- I've seen it retweeted like five times <laughs> by five other people. This week was crazy work-wise, and when I'm home, I'm playing South Park. So I haven't been just scouring Twitter too much. Apparently, it goes to show you I messed up. I gotta scour Twitter more often. Yeah, that's true. That is um, true. So you wanna go ahead and get into our main topic? Yeah, let's go into the main topic. So the topic of this week's episode, as we tweeted, Mr. No Fate, Sean Neo. Another Another Sean. Yeah, I was gonna say all, all the Sean's we've got. Uh he asked us what our favorite platinum was. Now we kind of took that and exploded it up to just what our favorite and least favorite trophy Experience. experiences slash memories are. So it's we're going to say, yeah, what our favorite platinum or platinums are. I'm not putting a cap on it. I don't care. Just talk about all the ones you love. Yeah. And then what our least favorite were. And this is going to be really interesting conversation because Saul's first platinum was this year, right? Or end of last year, one of the two? I think it was this year. What was your first platinum again? Bloodborne. Bloodborne? I want to say it was real early this year. I remember it being cold out. Yeah, I want to say it was February-ish. I didn't think to go look at the date on it, but... Yeah, either way, I... That was my first, that was... So the breadth of time in between the experiences is going to be a big difference, because my first Platinum Trophy was, was like Infamous 1. Four years ago, I'm sure. Long was Infamous that. 1 on PS3, uh, like six months after it came out. So quite a while ago. Yeah, so I mean, I've had a platinum trophy for a long time. Now, to be fair, I got that platinum trophy, and then there was a decent gap between I got the next ones. And it's funny because all of my first platinums were Sucker Punch games. Infamous was my first platinum, uh, and then Sly Cooper two, and then Sly Cooper one, and then Sly Cooper three. And two because I just happened to play two in such a way that I got the platinum just for beating it. Um, 
in terms of by the time that I beat the game, I got the platinum because I've already done some of the other stuff where you have to buy certain things. Right. Pla- uh, Sly One's a little bit of a harder game to platinum because you have to find these little special things and you really got to go out of your way to do it. Yeah, kind of hunt uh, all So down. I went back and did it because I popped the platinum because I wasn't even playing those games. That was before I was a platinum hunter. I was playing the games and I was I popped that platinum. I was like, you know what? These games are great. I'm just going to go back and get the first platinum too. Then I got the platinum in three and I was like, you know what? And then I told you Infamous 2 has still screwed me out and I haven't gone back and got the platinum because it glitched on me on PS3 and I need to go back and just do it. Only one I'm missing is hard mode because I beat the game on hard mode, but it glitched on me. Ah, that's the worst. And didn't give me the trophy. So uh, I'm, I'm very close to that one, but I've suckered all Sucker Punch games besides Infamous 2. That's so, interesting. So, I yeah, have a very big breadth of history with, with, with platinums I think I'm in to comparison. 13 platinums now, I think. 33 right now. Yeah, that's a, that's a big difference. Yeah, but that's nothing to some of these people. That's uh, also man, true. My name is Dan's like 150 or something. Yeah, something crazy. Uh, he's like level 22 on PSN, isn't he? Nah, he's higher than that because I'm like level 22, 23, I thought you were like, like level that. 17 or 18 for some reason. Nah, I've been in the 20s for a while. I'm going to kick you there. Yeah, I got 12 Platinums as of right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so not too many. Well, I don't but... know where I'm going here. I know where I'm at on here for the most part. Yeah. So I'll... It says I'm level 21 on here, but I haven't synced my trophies in a while, so that's, that's probably not true. I'm on PSN Profiles. So well, I went ahead and went to PSN Profiles and went to my trophy log and went to my Platinum so I could scroll through and kind of get, uh, you know, get, get a bearing of all the Platinums I've gotten because I've gotten a lot in the last two years. Um, January was it, when we born. Okay, January. That goes to show you how many Platinums I've gotten in such a small window, so... Let, let me give you a, let me give you a, an idea real quick there. So, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. The first one I got in my now where I really got back into trophy hunting hard because I was doing it for a little bit. Um, I got uh, the Uncharted Golden Abyss Platinum, which was really fun, and I played that game from the moment it launched until I had that platinum. That was the only game I played on Vita. I just I was gonna kept say, that's rolling the Vita through. Game, isn't it? Yeah, I kept rolling through. So I got that one. Uh, then I went and got Slide Three after that. Um, so then I got Resistance Burning Skies because it was real easy. All you had to do is beat it and play one round of multiplayer. Then I got Second Son, Infamous. And then there was a pretty big gap between those. So let me tell you, that was, oh man, this is crazy. My eighth platinum is the one that set me back on this list of just doing. So in the last year and a half or two years, I've gotten, oh man, way too many. So look, my eighth, my eighth platinum was Rocket League. Shortly after Rocket League, I got All-Stars. And then shortly after that, Need for Speed. Need for Speed, the 2015 one, was my tenth platinum. Your eighth platinum was Rocket League? Yes, that wasn't too long ago. That was like two years ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jeez, dude. So I've gotten all these Platinums in such a small time. Because following that, I got The Order, Skyrim, Final Fantasy 15, Job Simulator, Hitman, um, Defend- uh, Hitman Go, Minecraft for Vita, Minecraft for PS4, Adventure Time, Severed, Horizon, Guacamelee, Nier, Batman, Wolf Among Us, Far Cry, Modern Nation, Life is Strange, Terraria, Tales of the Borderlands, or From the Borderlands, all three Crash Bandicoot games, and Hellblade. Oh, okay. So I've I've plowed through a whole bunch in a small window. That's a lot, yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was really interesting that I've that I've hit this many into a small window. So while it is that I've gotten platinums way longer than you, like way longer ago than you, and I've been building trophies way longer than it's you, it's only you actually got me getting into me in getting back into yeah trophy hunting was just like a year in advance of you. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, and I and I played. I stayed on Destiny One a whole whole lot. Yeah, so this is real crazy. And I tried for Destiny One. I'm sad that I still don't have it. Well, yeah, we still need to get that. Bums me out. I'm so close to so many platinums right now. I'm close to Nier. I'm close to Destiny Two. I'm close to just Diablo Three. I'm close to all sorts of stuff. Um, and it bums me out. Not enough time <laughs> in the day. Well, some of it's just relying on other people to an extent. That's but, true too. The worst kind of trophies. Well, not always that. Like Diablo Three, what's keeping me is that makes sense is, to be relying on somebody else. Is, yeah, because but Saul, so, going into the actual topic of this show, what is your favorite platinum so far? And I have an inkling that it's going to be your first platinum. Nope. All right, what is it? Titan Souls. Titan Souls. So yeah. why is it your favorite? I'll say that. Is it of, that you remember? Is your your memory of getting the platinum fond, or is it the game that made you love the platinum so I, much? I'll or? say that my favorite game of all the platinums I have is Bloodborne. But okay. Titan Souls is my favorite platinum trophy to obtain because it had me play it in so many different, or not in so many different ways, like three or four different ways. But it was so fresh to play every time after and after again. Because even though you were rolling through the same thing, you're playing it in a completely different way. Yeah, because you had to beat it in 20 minutes on one trophy. You could not roll in another. So it's kind of like you... And rolling is one of the ways to get around quickly. So it's kind of like you, you're playing it two opposite ways when you have... When you go back into it again. So you kind of play through it and you beat it and you're like, that's fun, let me go do it again. Then you kind of go... Um, there's the one life mode, which was super stressful. Well, you had to do it without dying at all. At all. Yeah. yeah. And I did, I got, I, so many times on the second to last boss that killed me. And, uh, it, even then the second to last boss, I had to remember a pattern of walking steps to take because I could not roll. So I had to use a pattern to get around his attacks. And like, if I didn't time it correctly, it, I died. And then, of course, of course, I didn't. It didn't set me back at the beginning because that was just while I was doing the the roll through. Uh, yeah, Limp Biscuit. No, that's not an actual band. Hard Biscuit is what that trophy was called. But you can't roll. Um, but that was the, <laughs> the most, Limp Biscuit trophy. That was the most fun. That would have been better. Keep rolling. <laughs> well, that's what the, the description is, or or uh, no rolling or something. No rolling, rolling. Yeah. Rolling. yeah. So. Um, that was probably my favorite game to platinum itself. Um, so just because of how you, unique getting the platinum felt, yeah. That or was, I guess I actually I enjoyed it how so unique each game, each playthrough felt to get the platinum, right? And then how how it tested me in different ways to get the platinum in such uniquely different ways. Okay, but okay. what about you? All right, so I've been struggling with what I really want to say is my favorite platinum, but I think it's safe to say that it is Terraria, and I think. For a number of reasons, Terraria is my favorite platinum, but it's going to be weird because it's almost like a love-hate. Terraria is my favorite platinum experience, almost my worst. It's not quite my worst, but let me tell you all a story. <laughs> not really that long of a story, but it's a story. So I first started playing Terraria, and actually I'm going to click on this real quick. Just tell me everything I need yeah, to know. Yeah, because it'll give you your very first trophy with the It'll date. give you the, yeah, the date that I got the very first trophy. Okay, let's see. Uh, the guide has moved in. The 9th of December, 2013. So, four years. And I want you to know, this is not a game that I played for a second and then put down and then finally picked it up four years later. I've played this game a ridiculous amount across all three platforms it's available on. And the only reason it took me as long as it did to get the Platinum when I was finally, when I really jumped back in as Saul was saying he wanted to play with me is because I felt like I needed to help. 
I needed to let Saw experience the game from the beginning instead right. of playing so on we, my already hard mode world. So we, we completely restarted the whole game, and within a month or so, not even a month maybe, we were playing the hell out of that game. Yeah, it's, it's, We went all the way back up to pretty much where I was, and then there was new updates that were still coming out, so there was some new stuff I hadn't quite figured out myself. Right. And the game, what's crazy about this game is that some of the trophies got harder as the game updated because the trophies did not only require you to get the things from back when the trophy was created. But the new items. If they kept the adding items that were like, they kept adding pets, you suddenly had to get these pets. And NPCs If they too. kept adding these NPCs, you had to get these NPCs. If they kept adding the, the workbenches, like the, the workstations, you had to get the workstations. Yep. So, and I think I'm only two trophies away from getting it. You I are. Can, I can probably log on with the exception of the rainbow slime. Oh, yeah. I can't help you on that one. Yeah, that's going to be the one that... I, that's why I don't care to get the platinum is because I know I won't get that trophy easily. Well, I don't know. It's relatively easily. But it's going to take you being on. I don't know. Either way, the the way... So you're looking at... From December, and look, almost all of my trophies are from December of 2013. Yeah. The majority of this, I played this game so much in 2013, and then again in 2014, uh, but I just restarted a new world in that one, and then I picked it back up in 16. We started playing in July of, 20, of 2016. Uh, me and Saul did a whole bunch, and then we got off of it for a little while, um, and then we ended up picking it back up May of this year. To finally bring the platinum home, that's when I got the platinum. Yep, and I uh, I'm missing out the world of corruption, and then kill every type of slime, and I've killed every type except rainbow. So that has to be the one slime I'm missing. It is. <laughs> so so it's my love hate because it took me three consoles, and uh, what is that? Five years? Right? No, four years. Four years. Four years. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that's that's a crazy one. Really thinking about doing that over that long of a period and across that many platforms. It's like, that's part of why it was my favorite. It's kind of amazing that I was able to play this game across all three platforms. And it works it so on, well. And then still enjoy it so much. And I'm going to tell you, we've already not played that game for so long now. I could probably hop back in and still enjoy that game. Yeah. That game is up game. in my top five games of all time. And that sounds so crazy, right? Probably in top 20 for me. It sounds so crazy, but... I don't know. There's so much time and effort and just fun into this game. Maybe not top five, but absolutely top ten. Yeah. And it's weird because there's no story. And you know my normal rule is that games that I love normally are very story-driven. But this is a game that just pushed back that weird part of me. That's part of why it's my favorite Platinum is I think it's a Platinum I didn't expect to get. Minecraft was not near as fun as this to Platinum at all. Speaking about games like this, it really makes me kind of sad that – and this sounds it sounds so cringy, but like I really wish we did that Minecraft world we were talking about, where it was survival and everybody had their own role, and you had to stick to your own oh. role, and then you did everything to go fight the Ender Dragon. Yeah, like I really wish we did that because it, it would require like four or five people. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, but, like, probably. Could to be, be like, fair, getting know, the platinum on that game is not that hard. No, I'm not talking about four or five. Um, I'm talking about just. But you were just saying to, to do just, it. Yes, yeah, and Minecraft fun. can be fun, but honestly, I played so much Minecraft, not as much as as Terraria at all, actually. But across PC and PlayStation and Xbox 360, I played enough Minecraft to where it's just not. Getting the platinum was honestly just because I was so close and Cody was doing it, and I was like, I have somebody to do it with, and we yeah. got the platinum for both games in two days. What for Minecraft and for the those trophies I needed left on both of them, which wasn't just a ton. What's both of them? Uh, the PS4 version and the Vita version. Oh, okay, because we I got I the platinum. About a separate game. No, I, I, well, technically, yeah, they have well, separate yeah. trophy list. Um, so I got the, the platinum for the P, the Vita one first, and then the next day I got the one for the PS4 one. Oh, that makes sense. So. 
Very quick. Very quick. Quick and dirty. <laughs> What's so, your least favorite platinum experience? That's what I was about to roll through. So let me go click back onto my platinum list because it's really hard to think that I would. Oh, I know it. Mod Nation. <laughs> Mod Nation Racers uh, for Vita. So Mod Nation Racers Road Trip is the game. And there's a reason. It's nothing else. That game is phenomenal. It is hands down my favorite kart racer ever with Crash Team Racing very closely behind it. More because of nostalgia and the fact that the the game was great for its time period, and it's still fun now. But my favorite kart racer to date is without doubt Mod Nation Racers Road Trip because it took what I liked about Mod Nation on PS3 and the Mod Nation on PSP, and it merged them together to make the perfect mixture of the game's mechanics. The only problem it had is that it was another one of these games that relies so much. I played the hell out of it when the Vita launched, right? But then I dipped yeah. out because there's a bunch of other stuff, and I pretty much beat the game. Well, then I didn't end up backing that save file up to the to the cloud or anything, so I was like, oh, screw it. I picked up the game again randomly because I was like, you know what? I want a fun kart racer, and I love that game. So I did that. Then I went and picked it up. I rebeat the whole game, did everything, got every trophy besides the ones that are for the creation suite. And the creation suite is, dude, it's so I remember it ridiculous. You, and those trophies are glitched. Yeah, so re- not only is it a ridiculous number to hit, when you hit 50,000 creator XP, you don't even get the trophy. Yeah, because you got to keep going until, like, for most people, somewhere around 70,000 creation XP, you which have is a insane. higher willpower than I do. Well, I I'm going to say, I can't give complete. I mean, Cody's already been mentioned a couple times. I can't give complete for me on this. I was not the person who got the platinum technically. Me and Cody oh, were bouncing back yeah. and forth, downloading each other's creations, and I was trying to play other games. I was like, this is stupid. This is the last trophy I need. So Cody borrowed my Vita. and Y'all kind of went back and forth. And he, he because he was at the time at home because he didn't have a job for a little bit. Yeah. So he was like, I've got the time. And he just sat there with both Vitas and tapped on download, delete, download, delete between both of mine and his account so that we both got the trophy. That man is devoted. And he was, man, I'm telling you, it, I I had every trophy besides that for so long, so that is absolutely my least favorite. And Destiny would be up there if I could if I would have gotten a Destiny Platinum because Flawless Raider. Yeah. So it comes down to where I normally stand. On the only reason a platinum can be bad is, and that's because I'm not going to platinum a game I think is bad. So it's only comes down to if the platinum trophy, the trophies you have to get to achieve it are going to have to be bad. So Destiny's case. That Mod Nation Racers case is the two trophies that are tied into um, the creation suite. Because the rest of them are not that bad. Yeah. And you can get them even pretty easily. Well, not now because uh, July the servers closed down. So that's part of why Cody did it too. Because he's like, oh man, I got to get all the online ones. So I don't even know if Cody has a platinum yet. He probably does. But at the time, he didn't get the platinum when he got this trophy. Because he was just trying to get Because he was trying ones. to do those first. And then he was going to yeah. go back and do all the rest of the stuff. So... I mean, I think, that's it. I'm going to roll through real quick and make sure there's not another bad one. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think so. I mean, like I said, I've gotten so many in recent in this recent two-year window, it's kind of hard to miss out to on miss, one you hate. Yeah, to miss one that I didn't enjoy. So, that, I mean, that's definitely it. Job Simulator was a fun platinum. Severed was a really fun platinum. Uh, Adventure Time was a super fun yeah, platinum. And actually, Adventure too. Time is pretty close up there to being such a fun platinum because, A, that game... I mean, that game completely surpassed any expectation I had for it. It was a dollar, and I took a chance, and that game is so good. It is. Oh, it's so good. You playing Link to the Past right now, it's like, did you actually pick this game up? Did you yeah, get the Platinum part? I, I didn't know. I didn't. I, I played like an hour and a half of it, and then went right back to Ollie Ollie 2. Oh, uh, okay. Man. Oh, well, you don't have a Vita anymore. 
No. <laughs> that's where we're at on this. Okay. The game is super good, though. And that's it, it, it's good. And the reason I love that Platinum so much is actually very similar to what you're talking about, to where when I had to play through this, it only took me two playthroughs. Um, but the second playthrough, you can't get any upgrades, any health upgrades. You can't get it. So you, when you kill a boss, you have to make sure you don't pick up the heart piece. Um, so you can't get any health upgrades. You can't do any armor upgrades. You can't do any sword upgrades. You can't do anything. You have to beat the whole game stock as you were as soon as you have, as soon as you start in the game, which is crazy. So it's basically like the three heart run on Zelda games. More or less, yeah. Because that's exactly what you're doing. And what's funny is that the first playthrough, the game's kind of hard. I mean, it's not just super easy. It's like Zelda. There's, it's easy once you figure out all the patterns for people, but the patterns are kind of wild. Yeah. So, yeah, going back through and the some of the, lat, like the very late bosses in the game, well, if they hit you just once, man, you're getting messed up. I like guess huh. not a one hit kill. They can't. But, it, they, but it's, it's almost a one almost hit kill. one hit kill. So you can't screw up. Uh, but it, it got to the point where I was so good at that game that I actually ran ran through and got it. Uh, it's funny because Cody's got this game too, and I don't know if he, I think he may have the platinum now. But it took him a long time because of the second playthrough. He couldn't get through it very well uh, uh, because of the not being able to upgrade anything. It's a very interesting game. And yeah, then it, there's a quest line that you do it where it's a one whole thing where you keep. It's basically one of those old-fashioned RPG trade quest lines where one person oh asks you for gosh. something, yeah, you and then you the find deal. the next one, and then that, and they're like, "Well, I can get that for you, but you got to do this for me." And it goes this long thing, and then you got to just start chain of commanding right back down. You got to right. So it's like you set all the dominoes up, and you knock them right back down. It's, it's it, I don't know. It was a really fun platinum. I love that game a lot, and I tell people for a dollar, and I think it still is a dollar, hands down, probably the best value on Vita to date. Yeah, certainly. See, my, my most hated trophy is, or platinum is Sound Shapes. I've gone over I didn't before. even do it because I don't like rhythm games all that much. I mean, it's not a rhythm game, really. I mean, it's a, it it's becomes, a rhythm platformer. It's not really a rhythm game. Not, not the nightmare levels. Those are more platformer levels. Well, but I mean, but you're doing it to the beat of the songs, and that's, you're supposed Kinda. to listen. That's what they're for. I don't yeah, know. You, you, no, it tells you, like, you can try to listen. It's all like you the want. Impossible game. The Impossible game has that beat that's going to try and help I, you. Yeah, I, I beat that game on mute. It probably is honestly easier to play on mute. I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe that's why I had the problem with sound shapes. I didn't but even mess with it. It just not a fact, game I liked anyway. It wasn't worth a platinum because I didn't enjoy the gameplay. The fact that there was parts where I had to wait for the RNG to work in my favor properly, like you would basically spawn in the levels with better circumstances than others, and it was just like you had to wait for the right one. And that like it, I, I told I told the I, I said it in a podcast before. I have deleted the game and redownloaded like two hours later. It just made me that mad. Like I exit out of it, I deleted it, I threw that. my control on the couch, and I walked away. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because that's a big thing in platforming games in general. Because I had that same issue uh, on Crash Bandicoot One uh, whenever I was rolling through the platinum on it. Not completely, but I get what you mean. RNG, and then even on the original Crash Bandicoot, where you for some reason when you die and reset or whatever. Suddenly the stuff's out of sync. Yeah, or it's it's different than what you just did it, and you're not used to that yeah. pattern. Well, sometimes on Crash Bandicoot, it was just out of sync. Like, you know, these things are supposed to move like this, but for some reason, this one's doing this, and yeah. then this one's coming like this. And they're I, like, I, Cuphead might have done that, but I don't think Cuphead did that, actually. And that's the most recent platforming style. Not really platforming, I really want a game like that. I know it's not going to happen, but I really want to play uh, Cuphead for... That seemed like a game I would have enjoyed. Is it definitely the not coming on PS4? It's my understanding. It's worth picking up for twenty bucks on Steam. To be fair, well, I just I'm just saying it, it looked like a game I would enjoy to platinum. Yeah, I would I, I would most certainly play and beat that game again and platinum it if it did come to PlayStation. Yeah, it because looks really I good. did have an enjoyable time out of it. Yeah, I don't uh, know. I think another one that was really fun was uh, 
surprisingly Hitman Go Definitive Edition. Yeah. Uh, and that was more because I don't typically like Hitman games, but what made this one fun is, I'm not going to say chess game, but it was like, I, I almost wish strategy games would be like this because it was like, every time you move, these, these things have got a pattern that they'll follow. And every time you, you move, it makes them move one more step in their pattern. That makes sense. So yeah. you've got to, you've got to create your moves just Tell- outright to where you'll hide at certain times. Sounds like a weird version of Super Hot. I didn't play Super Hot. I know what what like the way you move. The other, the, the other people, the other things, the level moving. You have to kind of puzzle your way around the movements. Yeah. as you pause. I guess it's kind of similar, but this one's on a grid. So you have like your map is here, and then you'll have a dot, 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 and you'll have targets, and then every level's got a different thing. Like move uh, every the to get the platinum, every level has a goal. Yeah, and then every level's got a sub goal, and you've got to hit the sub goals too. So you certain levels you have to play through twice because the sub goals contract like contrast each other. You can't do both because it's impossible. Yeah, so you have to do so it once you, like multiple times. So one it's like uh, kill all enemies. Kill no enemies. Oh, so kill all enemies. Is, enemies is the main objective, and kill all enemies, or and then or, kill no enemies yeah, is a is a secondary objective. So you'll go through it, and once you do it, you automatically have it. So you don't got to do them in one play. Right. So that was what was fun about that. So you like you start over here, and there's people over here, and they, and uh, you go up, and then everybody shifts, and whatever their pattern is, they'll shift. And then you'll have to do it in such a way where sometimes they're shifting around, and then like there's a bush on a circle or whatever. It's this example. And right. You'll, you'll hide. Okay. And then you can bounce out, and then they'll move again, and then you can go through it. It's really weird. Right, because you hiding is, is ca- counted as one animation for them to it, move. It's weird, but it, the game's really fun, and I liked it, and I thought at the time, I was like, I'm going to pick up Lara Croft uh, Go, but it's not the same kind of game. It, it is, and it is at all the same time. Um, so it kind of took away what I liked about that, but it's still, you know, general movements, but it's not quite Excuse this me. grid-based thing. You're right. Um, but I don't know. Now, uh, Borderlands, uh, the pre-sequel. No, or not, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, not the pre-sequel. No, no. The yeah, Tales of the Borderlands. Yeah, yeah, that was a super fun game and super good game too. So surprise. the platinum, the the fondness of the platinum side is just the fact that the game was good. Yeah, I just, I just like, I like the story in that game. The soundtrack was That's amazing. True. The characters, you know, Scooter, my boy, everything in that game was good. Speaking of those kind of platinums, ones that aren't necessarily hard to do, even though The Wolf Among Us had a little bit more, but The Wolf Among Us, in terms of just, it's a game that I was, I've tried Batman because I was like, I like Batman. So I'm going to try this. It'll be my first time playing a Telltale game. And I enjoyed it. And I was like, you know what? That was a fun game. It was a good plat. It was a, it was a fun game. And it was an easy platinum. I was like, I'm going to try out The Wolf Among Us. Worst case scenario, I don't like it. It's an easy platinum. Right. I was like, you know, our, I don't love it. With these but games. instead, I picked this game up, and this, so far, tied almost with Tales from the Borderlands. But the thing about it is it was such a surprise that Wolf Among Us was so good. That's what Tales of the Borderlands was for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, but you had told me. Nobody told me anything about right. Wolf Among Us somehow, magically. Yeah. So see, I, I, played- just, I just hopped into it. I didn't know what to expect or anything. And then the premise of what Wolf Among Us is, which is like a weird take on fairy tale creatures. Yeah. I loved it. And, yeah. it, and the story was so well done and so interesting. And it, of all of the Telltale games I've played, it's my favorite. It's like uh, the Grimm uh, fairy tale stories, isn't it? Like where it's all kind of, but told. It's, basically it's all the fairy tales moving into modern life. Because he's the big bad wolf, right? Yeah, Big okay. B Wolf. Yeah, is uh, is his name? Big B Wolf. Yeah, that's a Big that's, B. I like that a lot. Uh, so everybody calls him Big B, but I, I like that. It's really cool. Uh, and they all have. So he's the wolf, but they have they have these things that. 
uh, I, I can't remember the actual word for them, but they're basically enchantments that make them look different. And you're required to have one if you're out and about so that people don't see you and you it's ruin the, yeah, so that you don't ruin the, cause it's like you live in a city. So it's these people who are, who are eternal, who can't die unless they're killed. That's a weird like way to live. Yeah. So they're eternal, but unless someone murders them. Yeah. Uh, and they've, so they've been around forever. They've done all these things, these other ways. And now they're moving to the city and they're having to adjust to city life. And some people are taking to it better than others. Some people aren't, but then like money's an issue because people had these crazy fairy tale lives and then it comes in. And so they start trying, like they start borrowing money and getting behind and, and doing things they wouldn't normally do to try to pay the money back. The, if you have not, so you haven't played it, right? No, dude, you should get it. I wonder, because I wonder what, how much it costs. It's like fifteen bucks. That's not bad. And Wolf Among Us Two is coming. That's oh, why. That's why I think you need to get it. Uh, and it's funny because Telltale said they weren't going to do another Wolf Among Us, and then here they are. And no, like, like a week before they announced the Wolf Among Us Two, they were they were trolling. They were, yeah, they were hiding themselves. So besides, okay, so I had Bloodborne, Sound Shapes, and Tales. Besides of yours, is there any others that stick out? Because I've enjoyed all the games I've platinum. But those three are the ones that stuck out the most. Oh, of games that you loved? Yeah. Um, I think my last one I'm going to give a, a shout-out to in a positive light. Uh, I can't even do it to one. I, I'm going to I'm gonna do it to one. I like okay. both of them, but it's going to be Severed. I see which ones you're looking at. Because Severed and Guacamelee are my, are my yeah. two, and it's, they're both Dreambox. I want to give it to Severed because I'm not going to lie to you. Prior to buying Severed, I looked at it, looked at it, looked at it and I was like I just doesn't look like a game I'm gonna like and in the day you bought it like a week later it was free <laughs> I know that made me mad but I didn't care because it was worth it and after yeah. beating I was like I'm glad I, I'm glad they got my money uh but it's one of those things where I think I, I remember telling you I was gonna get it and then I got it and then I was like saw holy crap Severed's awesome Sucked in, yeah uh and I didn't you know it's first person dungeon crawler I hate those games. <laughs> I do too. And it's set up to where like you don't even move around. You go into a room, you don't move. You can just literally change your direction and you like, go into a new room. Entry and Odyssey new room. is like that, I'm pretty sure. But it's so... They do it in such a unique, interesting way. And I thought they also made the most unique example of the PlayStation Vita's controls to where the entire game is touch, but you don't care. Right. Well, I said the entire game is so well. You do use the analog stick to move your direction well, and go yeah. into the next room. But when you fight, all the combat, all all the combat and interaction in the world happens with the touchscreen. Which is like Fruit Ninja, kind of. So, it's it's yeah, like a more intricate Fruit Ninja. It's a weird thing to say, but I think while I'll say that you should buy all seven, all drink box games that um, they made for Vita. Three of them, right? Yeah, oh, well, four technically. They made two slime games, two in the music uh, slime games, Guacamelee and Severed. Uh, I think you should buy them all. Severed is hands down the most unique example of it. But if you want something that's a little more game like, that's something that you can, that's a little more palatable for some people that aren't into the idea of this first person thing. Even though I do think you should give it a try, Guacamelee is a great example. And Guacamelee was a very fun, a uh, very very fun uh, platinum, and it was a really really good game. I honestly I can't wait to see what Drinkbox does next. They're yeah, whenever the I saw most you, interesting developers I've seen in a long time. Whenever I saw you playing Guacamelee, it looked super fun. Yeah. Oh, you still never played it, did you? No. Yeah, no. super fun I platinum. I think you'd love it because it's, it's got the Metroidvania stuff you like. Oh, yeah. And see, I, I, I am more of a Metroidvania person when it comes to more of a Vania person. I like the Melee better, which is why I cannot wait for Hollow Knight to come out on Switch. I prefer Melee more than Projectiles, which yeah. is why I preferred Shovel Knight over Axiom Verge. Which is exactly why you would like Guacamelee. Yeah, because I love I love those kind of games. I love And it's a game more. that consistently gives you stuff as you feel like you are kind of like, okay, I've, I've mastered this character and I don't want to say mastered because it's not everything you get is not hard but the, every time it gives you an upgrade you suddenly remember all these things you've seen in the map that you've not been able to do 
because okay. you didn't have this power. And then you can kind of backtrack and go get them yeah. all. That's really cool. And, and you have to to get the platinum because you have to get all the health upgrades and all of the uh, special attack upgrades because you as you do special attacks, your meter starts to go down. You have to do normal attacks versus – you have to do a lot. You have to mix them. It's really yeah. odd, but it works out, and um, it's, it's really fun. It's a great game. And it's it and Sever, uh, it and Severed are two of the most interesting games outside of Adventure Time on Vita to get platinums on. So of course, it ended up being that my my platinums. I've had apparently just a, a really fun time platinuming games on Vita yeah. because I will tell you the majority of the trophies I got for Terraria were on on Vita. Yeah, that's and when true. me and you were even playing on PS4, I played a lot on Vita. That's true. Yeah. When me and you when that. you weren't on, I was playing on, on Vita, Vita, and yeah. I only got on PS4 to play with you. So exactly. But, well, uh, I think that's. Uh... That's oh well, well, hold on, hold what on. No, we didn't go through everybody else's. Oh, how could we forget? We typically do that in the middle. Yeah. Oops. Sorry. Sorry, guys. We almost we almost forgot y'all. We didn't quite. Oh, you crap, missed it. It's at? all with top. There it is. Right here. There it is. All right. So let's see. And we were kind of late on this. We posted this kind of late yesterday. So let's see. Mr. Sean Santarude. He ha- he replied. He says, favorite, satisfaction of getting the Bloodborne Platinum, which is actually really what I thought you were going to say. Uh, challenging, fun, and rewarding. Worst, Unravel, trying to do all levels without dying. Now, Unravel, if I'm not mistaken, is the little Yarny guy, right? Yeah. So that game looked pretty fun, but I never it actually did. got around I, to playing I, I, I still need to pick it up. Okay, yeah. Other Sean, No Fate, the one who brought this topic to us. Uh, some trophies are just over the top. It makes me laugh. Who comes up with these ideas? And this is in response to the Unravel thing where you have to go through the whole thing without dying. And I do agree. I, there's sometimes I'm like, how in the hell do you think that that's a good idea? P- uh, case in point, Destiny. <laughs> Flawless, uh, Flawless Raider. Raider. Yeah. Why would you be like, hey, you know what? What makes my really like getting this platinum? Having the platinum completely be re- re- relied on someone else. Yeah. I just During think the activity in which you need someone else. Yeah, it's just interesting. So, uh, No Fate's actual one he put on here, he said, my best trophy is the Platinum for XCOM. This game would be so, could be so frustrating, but rewarding at the same time. If that's like and, any other XCOM games, that's impressive. Them yeah. games are long. Them games are very challenging. They are very big of a time sink, not even in like how long it takes you, but in things you have to do within them to get everything like micromanaging your um, soldiers and stuff. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So props to that. That's impressive. Did he give us the worst? I don't think Oh, here so. it is. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Uh, Platinum trophy for Call of Duty World of War. And I know why. Too. And I know why. It's because of that the stupid artificial bug. Artificial difficulty? Oh. You don't remember the bugs with the grenades? No, that wasn't a bug. That's how that game was made. You talk about how they just constantly kept throwing grenades at you? Yeah. That's how that game was made. Oh, well, he said he mentioned bugs. I thought that was a bug. So what was his thing? Because, look, he said the Platinum Trophy for Call of Duty World War had me pulling my hair out. The bi- the bug in that game had me replaying level on veterans for ages. I assume I assume that they didn't pop when he beat him on veteran. Maybe it might. I always thought. Well, that's you how know what? I had a glitch in I had a glitch in Infinite Warfare whenever I was working towards Infinite Warfare's platinum. The yeah. only single player trophy I still do not have is getting all of the upgrades from all of the uh, computer things. Yeah, the, the one. Some of them happen in story areas. I have gone through. I've played and touched every one of them fifty times. And you never. And got I still it. don't get it. See, I don't think that the grenades are supposed to be a bug. I think that's just what they did for the difficulty, which is which. That's makes a it stupid feel like way. A bug. That's yeah. a stupid way of doing difficulty. If you can't even move, I mean, that's I don't know because veteran on infinite warfare felt really good. Veteran was fun. It was like this is hard, but every time I die, it's, it's like, because it's, it's I'm fault. being stupid. Yeah. 
Like, so it was like, be calm, stay back, think about your shots, don't waste ammo, you know? Yeah, makes sense. Veteran was really fun. I played through Veteran, actually, multiple times on that game, because I played through the normal game and then played through Veteran, and I beat that game four times in, like, a small window, because it was just really fun. Partially because I was redoing story missions yeah, to try to and get, get that, to get that uh, final thing, because you got them in story, so I was just going through the game again. Uh, to get to the little consoles to get the upgrades. Right. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Why, why am I not getting it? And then I pulled out from doing story and kept just going straight to those missions and replaying them, and I still couldn't get it. Huh. They must be glitched there, and, which is crazy. I think it was Reptar. He got it. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> he, did, he did the same thing as me, just a lot less times. Right. Um, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if I have to delete my whole save to be able to get this trophy or what. Um, I just didn't worry about it because I didn't want to do zombies to get the platinum either way. So. That's funny. That's an interesting one. So let's see. Alabama Gamers replied to this one. They said, uh, best Grand Theft Auto V. Hated online gameplay until I set myself on obtaining the Platinum. Trophy made me fall in love with invite-only online play. And I saw you're the GTA Five guy in this group. Yeah, that's, that's my game. Super, super fun. So what, what's this invite-only? Is it where you invite-only and then the world you're in is literally only filled with people you've invited into your world? Is it like, yeah, almost, like, like almost like a closed server? You can do a cool things online that you can't do in single-player. You can like rob convenience stores. Yeah, I remember that. Cool and like That things. was how you you control like your money flow and stuff. Right, yeah. So basically it's just going and doing that stuff on your own. Which is super fun still. Well, yeah, I did but, that a lot. But he's saying invite only. So when you say on your own, like you it, and whoever it, you've invited into your like world. Basically, no, basically, I'm pretty sure the only way to play is just to make an invite only world with you in it. That's the only way to play solo, I'm pretty sure. Is what he means by that. Like, he, 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 he likes going in there with friends or himself by, like, Weird. isolating himself. I, I could see that. Which is true because I had some hilarious and I had some horrendous moments online. Like where you're super, like it was funny, but then other yeah. times like you're super frustrated because of the people. kept calling me Denise. I, demise. I remember you telling me about it that. It was so funny, dude. Like, oh my gosh, he kept killing that dude. The dude kept coming back and he kept flipping his car over trying to kill us. It was, oh, I had to bring Annie in there. We were laughing for like, we, we, did, we messed with that dude for like an hour. <laughs> it was just super fun. <laughs> Uh, let's see. He says his worst is Homefront. I hate garbage. I did not. I, I didn't even beat that game. Uh, I hate when they take down the servers, preventing you from platinuming a game that you bought. So obviously he liked the game. I've heard good things about the first Homefront. He's not talking about the new one. Oh, I thought he was. I'm fairly positive. I think he's talking about the first Homefront on PS3, uh, which uh, I didn't beat. That one wasn't I bad. I played it. it was I didn't beat it, but boring. we've had this issue plenty of times because now, exactly like he's talking about, taking down the servers, preventing you from platinuming a game. Same thing you're seeing is games like um, we already talked about. Mod Nation Racers is now no longer available to get the platinum on. There's a lot of games where when you do that, you just kill everything, which is super dumb. Right. I, I just never understood why they've done that. So let's see. It looks like we have one more, right? Yeah. Let's see. Shiriko. Oh yeah, Shiriko. Did you see he got the platinum for No Man's Sky? By the way, I didn't. But hey, congratulations! He, and he to that. and I don't know if That's you remember. He bought, yeah. he bought with the twenty dollar code. Yeah. So, so ten episodes ago, we did a twenty dollar gift card giveaway. And he bought No Man's Sky on our recommendation. So and he got the platinum. So he platinumed it in ten weeks. So that that's pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, I'm close. I just have I need to hop back into that game. It's just really hard with all the stuff going on. But it, from the rule of thumb on that game so far, the longer you wait to play it, the better it gets every time you log on. That's so true. Yeah. I guess that's cool. Maybe I'll just play it till a uh, new game comes out. And so he says, Earth Defense Force 4.1 Platinum. I dare a Sandman to try for it. That's the, uh, the. These are the Earth Defense Force games. These are like they're kind of. Uh, I don't want to say cheesy. People like them. That's the point of them. Uh, they're they're somewhat low budget games where you're fighting aliens that come down and they're like bug aliens. 
Let me look at this real quick because I'm, I'm pretty sure I had one of these on 360. If I if I remember you very well could have. They were they're like a really niche Japanese product that a lot of people like. They're and they're I've I've never actually played one myself. I've watched people play them, and it looks like he shared it. He said 84-6 levels and four classes, and you can't skip to Inferno as it will kick your arse off completely. I love it. he said arse. Yeah, every now and then. Yeah, Earth Defense 24. Yeah, 2025. The game was that, that's uh, that's the one you played. It was rough. That was a bunch <laughs> of them. Yeah, I I never played Earth Defense four point one, uh, but I think it was one of the ones that ended up coming around a Vita because Vita had a good chunk of these Earth Defense Force games. Huh. But uh, yeah, they're very interesting. I've never actually played them, but it looks like he's having fun with it. So that's cool to see. That's always good. We got five notifications. I wonder if there's anything to do with our stuff. What just happened? That's not, that's not a notification, Twitter. Oh look. Oh, I think I see what it is. Yeah, look at that. It's somebody replying over through uh, the question from uh, Sean Santarude about Crystal Dynamics. Pretty, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and actually, that's a pretty good point. I really hope so with new mechanics like that found in the um, Arkham franchise, Assassin's Creed and Shadow of War. So yeah. if you take those basic ideas and start trying to apply them into a... Uh, a a Soul Reaver sp- game? Sp- sp- I, I agree. You still want to keep the... I think... Because to like, an odd extent, I think some of Tomb Raider, the newest Tomb Raider, would be these cool stuff to pull in there because you still want to keep that action adventure feel that the old games had and original, where it had a lot of puzzle solving too, um, in a good way. But I think that there could be something to be said about the combat being fun in the uh, Batman Arkham way. Oh yeah, it's certainly fun. It's just well, really repetitive after so many games. Done. Well, you have to find the perfect way to do it. That's so, true. So yeah, I, I completely agree. But Saul, that looks like it's the end of this episode. Is there anything else you want to add into it? I believe that's it for me. Well, I would like to say real quick, for all the people who still listen to us and daily listen to us, it's awesome. Uh-oh. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. Looks go so 30 episodes in, you can still screw up. So what I was saying, for all the people who still listen to us every week and, and, and join us and share your thoughts with us on Twitter and comment on our YouTube videos, it means a lot to us. I know it means a lot to me, and I'm, I'm fairly course, sure yeah. I, can, I can speak for Saul in saying that. We we love it, uh, and what we're going to be doing, you know, we said we're going to be at PSX, and we want to see as many of you as we can at PSX, so if any of you are going to PSX, let us know. Uh, we can plan up a little bit of a, a meetup, uh, and we are going to do some special stuff there, uh, some giveaways and cool stuff that we want to try and do, uh, help promote the channel, and then, of course, just for the people who we meet up with, it'd just be cool to see y'all and uh, give y'all some stuff, too. That's so, true. until next week when we do episode 31, this has been episode 30 of Triangle Squared. Thank you. Thank you, guys.